0: Hey, you guys, it is Grace Branson with the Where it's podcast, and I'm here with Dr. Veronica Sides, and I'm so excited to talk with you today. Oh my gosh, she is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, we have a long history, and we always come back to each other, and it's always really cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. How are you today, Veronica? I am
1: fired up. Really good. Doing fired well. up.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Right before the show, we were talking, and I was just getting so excited. Like, you literally... <laughs> Got such a testimony, such a life, such a walk with the Lord to share about. And oh it's I'm a just... long walk, girl. Girl. <laughs> okay, tell us about yourself.
1: Well, I am a doctor of traumatology. Oh That's my gosh. Um, not something you hear very often, but the Lord called me to a very difficult but anointed ministry. And that is he called me to walk alongside individuals when on their worst day. Mm-hmm. On their worst day through two better days. And so trauma is Not only part of my testimony, but it is a big part of the passion out of the healing that he's brought into my life. And thus, I am a doctor of traumatology, all things mental health and coaching.
0: Oh, my gosh. That sounds – I've literally never even heard of that before. That's the first time I've ever heard that word.
1: That's study so the brain. I'm a brain nerd. Somebody used this big word one time, introduced me that I'm very cerebral. I was like, okay, I've got to go look that one up. Okay, I know, but I, then I didn't. I was like, really? I don't think my high school teachers would have taught that <laughs> at all.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love it. Oh, that is so... Fun. Okay, so you are married as well. I am. And you're a mom to some baby pugs.
1: I am (laughs) a pug mama elite. Yes, I am. Okay, so I'm married. I have five millennials that have been raised and by God's grace are multiplying like rabbits. So we have 15 grandchildren and I have have pug children and grandchildren and soon to come in about a week and a half will be my first Frenchie.
0: Now, let me focus on first. First so, Frenchie. Have first you ever had any other kind of dog other than just pugs and now Frenchie? Oh, yeah. Everything fur. I mean, everything <laughs>
1: everything fur. Long nose, short nose, no nose. Um, no nose. You know, no nose. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I love animals. I just love how God created everything that breathes life as a blessing mm-hmm. to something else that's living. And so I love dogs. I'm very big into animal therapy.
0: Oh, wow. I love it. Okay, cool. Because a lot of people have told me that like once I wanted to do a podcast and like write my book and stuff, they're like, "Oh, you want to do ministry." And I'm like, "I'm actually a pre-vet major. Like animals are my passion. <laughs> like this is what I do." Yeah. Because the way people love their animals is such a parallel to the way the Lord loves us, like they they can give us nothing back. Our dogs have nothing to offer but their love, you know, I think it's so precious. But. And then
1: so so here's here's the really cool thing, Grace, is you know how fearfully and wonderfully made, they actually are giving us something. Yeah. And unless you really understand the, the, the brain, the body chemistry and all this stuff, that when we see dogs, unless you've had a bad experience and it's, you know, mm-hmm. left a bad memory, um, it elevates our happy hormones. Oh,
0: yes. So there's
1: a benefit. I mean, every living creature has a benefit one to the other. And mm. that's that's the economy of God. He's so awesome.
0: He's so good. Today, we actually took my dog and my mom's dog to go get their pictures taken with the Easter bunny, which was so sweet and so fun. Sierra Banks, shout out. Um, Hazel, my dog, was not excited. 60 pounds of pure muscle, terrified of the Easter bunny. Oh, she barked at him. It was terrible. Um, but anyway, but I want to hear about how you met Jesus. I met Jesus by persistency as a child. (laughs) Wow.
1: Okay. So I had a neighbor down the street that kept inviting me to this thing called revival. Well, that was Mm -hmm. a mysterious word for me. I was only seven. I had no clue what that was. It just, it wasn't in the economy of my spiritual upbringing. So this was like a new word. It sounded like a great adventure. I wanted to go check this out and the upbringing that i had was you know very very strict there were certain things you didn't do and even if you went to church somewhere else you were going to go to our service anyway so long story short is i had a neighbor whose daughter was 4 years old kept inviting me oh, the 4 year old, old a little child shall lead them mm. And so she kept asking me, and of course I kept saying no. And I did ask my mom multiple times to the point where I was willing to take a beating. I'm okay, that's Mm -hmm. really a harsh word, but I was willing to take the spanking to ask because I don't take no very well. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, give me a hundred no's, let's get to the yes. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I was trying to wear my mom down. And it got to a point where it was very clear that if I asked again, Mm. it was not going to be good. (laughs) So I told my friend's mother who kept also asking me, oh, we'd love for you to come. And I said, you know, here's the thing. If I ask my mom again, I'll get in trouble. But I think if you ask her, I don't know she's going to say no to you. And she didn't. (laughs) Wow. I got to go. I heard the gospel for the first time. And I will tell you, uh, that Holy Spirit encounter, he moved in and he moved out of my life. So many things. That really, I lacked a lot of confidence as a kid. I mean, you wouldn't think that today, but I lacked a lot of confidence. I um, wasn't sure about myself in, in a lot of ways, but the day I met Jesus, mm. the thing I knew for certain was that he, I had his ear. Mm. He could hear me when I prayed, and it didn't have to be something wrote, memorized, and that I had put to the test. I had put it to the test. I was like, you know what? I keep doing these things, and I go tell this priest, and he tells me the same. And I would say it's the same recipe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, 10 Hail Marys, 3 Our Fathers. And, and let me just say, we all have a spiritual heritage. And let me yeah. just say, God is in the goodness and the richness of his economy. He will meet us where we are because he says, if you seek me, I will be found. Mm-hmm. And so the, the desire of the heart was was for him, And I I met him at seven. He filled me with the Holy Spirit. The the life of prayer that he's given me has only increased by breath after breath after breath to a deep, intimate relationship with him that um, I I enjoy. I enjoy interceding for others. I I do believe that it's part of what I'm called to do. I mean, I have others refer to me as a prayer warrior, but I will tell you, if I know there is a prayer need, I am ready to go pound the throne and grovel on behalf of those in need because I've seen Him answer prayer so many times. Yeah, and so that that was my first encounter. I was just mm. I was seven years old, and a four year old invited me, and her mom, you know, broke the door down, and wow. I, you know, praise the Lord, I met Jesus and. Um, he's he's everything to me.
0: Wow. So what what happened from there? I mean, <laughs> at seven years old, you don't really have a ton of freedom to just be like, well, I'm going to join a different church. Like, <laughs> like what exactly did that look like? No, no, I did not. Um, so I figured it out. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> You're you. I figured
1: <laughs> it out. I was like, okay, so if I go to church with other friends, which I was very welcoming to and open to, I wanted to go where the word was being preached because mm-hmm. we had the ornamental on the... You know, on the furniture type of Bible that you know, I had been instructed in the way of it. That's got to be told to us by the leadership of the church, and they they understand it. We don't. Mm. And so it was like an intimidating ornament in our house. Oh wow! But in, in that way, and, I, and I'm saying not intimidating to me. I mean, I was attracted. It was magnetic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anytime I heard a friend from the time, even I think before then, honestly, I mean, Christ, I'm not 29 anymore. So (gasps) it's hard for me to remember remember if indeed did I go every time I heard a friend say they were going to church and they they read the Bible there. Because I don't know, that was just something that always popped out to me. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you that from the time I was in middle school and through high school, I guarantee you, if I heard somebody was going to church, I asked if they read the Bible, and I was getting myself mm. invited. I don't I, listen. I was good at getting invited, <laughs> and, um, and they probably knew I needed more of Jesus, so they'd they'd <laughs> oh ask me. Gosh,
0: yeah,
1: and um, and it he just he just propelled a walk with mm. him. But you know, I'm not a traumatologist without the Lord having brought redemption from yeah. trauma. So you know, without going to very down a very dark road, I mean, my t- my life has been touched by a lot of traumas. Um, you know, it, it's just something that I can tell you this. This is my five word testimony. Okay. Oh yes, I know. I was going to ask know. you, and then I
0: forgot, and now we're here. Okay, yes.
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> I so want to hear. <laughs> So so my five word testimony is God never wastes the heart. Mm. and He taught me that. I mean, that's just that's the mm. that's how precious. His love is what the enemy means for evil. The Lord has a purpose and plan to prosper it for good. Yeah. I mean, does it feel good? Heck no, it doesn't Uh feel good. But sometimes we've got to revisit those places of pain to encounter that part of his plan in prospering us is to transform the pain into a purpose to bring glory to him Mm -hmm. and others to the savior. Wow. And without without our testimonies of freedom and redemption and healing, there's somebody in a lot of hurt that needs that not just the testimony. They need the evidence of somebody that's walked where they've come. Wow. to find themselves but made it beyond into triumph and into deliverance and freedom.
0: Wow. Cuz uh. this is why I wanted to do this, you know, was to just be able to share stories and and encourage each other because it is a hard, dark world out there. We have got to hear hope. We've got to hear it every day. So, how have you seen the Lord use your specific situations for glory? If you're comfortable sharing,
1: um, well, I'm I'm healed enough to to share. Absolutely. Okay? You know, there's still that little squirm in me. Um, I've had the I've had the unfortunate tragedies of of losing a sibling, of losing a child, of losing a marriage. Um, uh, a lot of loss in my life. Yeah, but where the where doors are closed, there are there are openings as well. Yeah. So um, all all I can say is through the healing and really a trust, a trust relationship in the Savior, whom I placed my life trust into,
0: mm-hmm.
1: trusting Him with the hurts, is how I've seen Him.
0: Yeah. redeem it
1: because I can tell you there's a couple of verses from scripture that come to my mind that you know not only do they boggle my mind but they are probably my go-to's when a client comes to me and we're, we're talking about coaching spiritual discipleship or mental health coaching whatever it is and it is the fact that um when we allow ourselves mm. to visit the hard places it's hard for us But he does the heavy lifting, Mm. and it's so much easier to let him take us there, and know that he's not going to leave us there. Yeah, but he's going to bring us to another side of it, and um, you know, it's just an it's an amazing thing because yes we have a difficult time in in the world right now the world is is facing some a lot of a lot of things that are that are dark that are um there's despair there's war there's you know there's everything that scripture said would be yeah and what i encourage people is you know compromise to the the wellness of our mind is not just the subject of mental health yeah we have a mind to steward And when has anybody ever given us the time, attention, even I, when have I ever looked into how to maintain the one mind I don't want to lose? And yet scripture says, be transformed
0: Mm.
1: by the renewing of your mind. So that's my, that's like my go-to. It's like, okay, so how, this is not going to be good English. That's okay. But this is, (laughs) this is the thing. How do I be transformed? Mm-hmm. Because in that we can read it and think that I got to do something. I got to think positive. I got to have all this, you know, positive input. Well, that's good because life and death is in the power of the tongue, or the yeah. tongue is, you know, in the power of the tongue is life and death. So I am a big proponent of speak life. At the same time, it can't just be all the positive input. The Lord has to get that stinking thinking out, mm-hmm. the junk in the trunk of our mind. He's got, he's got to move it out. He's got to do some serious purging because um, some of us are hoarders.
0: Yes. Some oh, of us good. are mental
1: hoarders. Mm. We're holding on to all kinds of stuff that have been said to us. And that's how the enemy works. Yeah. And you know, he's pretty... I don't like this word, but um, he's stupid. He is. But he's simple. Mm. And the simplicity means that we succumb mm. to the lies, because he's a father of lies. But all he ever does is kill, steal, and destroy. That's it, those are his goals, mm-hmm. that's all he ever does, but the way he does it
0: mm.
1: is through lies. Those lies can be through the God-given emotions that are gifts from God. Yeah. But if we're yanked around by our emotions, then we start to believe the lies the words that hurt us the you know the evidence or the life events that just pierced our soul and so i'm all about binding up the soul wounds bringing them to the father cuz he's already set the captive free we just have to look at things mm-hmm. and that's how we are transformed mm-hmm. he does the transforming yeah by renewing our mind we have to just allow our minds to go to places that we think is too painful that we're not going to get out of it we got to realize okay what has the enemy done? Yeah, Has he stolen? Mm. Well, if your joy is not complete, there's a theft. Mm. Um, has he killed? You know, have marriages died? Have relationships fallen apart? Is there estrangement between your know, pair of child friends? You know, whatever it is. Uh, kill, steal, and destroy. What has mm-hmm. been destroyed? You know, God says I have an identity. Mm. My esteem comes from him. My confidence ought to be drawn from him and whose I am. Because whose I am tells me who I am.
0: Wow. Oh, that's good.
1: And, and that's something that we really need to let saturate through our mind, but permeate the rest of our body so that we're walking in
0: mm-hmm. the strength
1: of the Lord. And I just got chills. Just
0: Oh, yeah. Know. Me too, girl. Yeah. I've been chilling this whole time. Like I've been <laughs> in state of gospel bumps all this whole time. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because if we're guarding our hearts, and we don't even know what's going on in our hearts. And we don't even know what's going on. And we, we're, we're too afraid to go to those places, like you said. Yeah. Then how are we guarding anything? Like, we don't even know what's flowing from us at that point. Right, right. Yeah. And,
1: and, you know, the thing is, when, you know, we get disappointed, we get hurt, you know, we, we if we're going to really latch on and hold mm-hmm. on to the emotions, I'm not saying don't let them process. Emotions are God's messengers to let us know. mm. Things are changing. Sometimes those emotions are telling us something needs to change. Mm. But the beautiful thing about it is that if we don't allow ourselves to inventory what is happening within, you know, this entire temple, our body is, mm-hmm. you know, do you not know that your temple is the Holy Spirit? Mm. You know, and, and the thing about it is people get discouraged, hurt. That narrative plays back and back to the point where the lies begin to be or are believed and they're they're living captive lives. Yeah. When scripture says hope deferred mm. makes a heart sick. But th- that verse doesn't end there. It is but a tree of life,
0: mm.
1: a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So whatever it is, don't get stuck in the muck. Mm. Remember that there is restoration. And, you know, we are living in times where so much hope has been deferred. There's a lot of sick hearts. There's a lot of hurting souls. There's a lot of soul wounds walking around that need a resurrection.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, and we're stepping into that. We're in that season right now. You know, today is Good Friday. Yes, it is. Great great Friday. Great. incredible Friday. And we're going to see resurrection on Sunday morning. I mean... We're just sitting here waiting outside the tomb right now. Yeah. You know, we're just chilling. We're just waiting on it because he'll <laughs> he'll do it every time. He's good at what he does. He's the best at what he does. That's why he's that's why he's God. Excellent. Um, I want to hear about your books. You've you've that's how we originally <laughs> that's how I originally figured out and we figured out that we had something in common and that was the Holy Spirit was through one of your books. <laughs> so I want to yeah. talk about those. What oh. what was the inspiration? What have you done? I I wanna know.
1: Well, um really the inspiration was I had a a young lady that I realized was going through some hurting times that I had been through. And this was actually how the Lord began to show me that he wasn't going to waste a hurt. Mm. And in fact, that, that, if you will, quote comes from my first book. I mean, it's just like, I've had several people, you know, do, they did endorsements on the book and stuff like that. And more people than any, anything else said in the book are like, there's just one thing that jumps out. And I, I got to where I would lean in like, what is it? (laughs) Because so many people had said, God never wastes a hurt. That really resonated. And I was like, you know what? The whole, not the premise of the book, but the whole outcome of the book is that's exactly why those words were even penned, is because he didn't waste Mm. a hurt that I was willing to revisit from a familiarity and recognize that my little friend that i was mentoring was asking so many questions and i did not have a Mm -hmm. spiritual mentor at the time that i was walking through it i mean same age very similar circumstances Mm -hmm. and i just began to write down a whole bunch of questions that she was asking that the lord had given me Mm -hmm. um, answers from scripture too. And so, hence, the first book is actually a processing journal. for. Oh. It was written to a young lady. Her name is Rachel. I love her. I mm-hmm. still still keep in contact with her. But um, it was written to her. And with her and her mom's permission, um, they. I asked them, hey, I, I wrote this for you. I think it could help a lot of people. They read it. They said, we want you to publish it. And I was like, okay. Because mm-hmm. this isn't... While my story is woven into it, it's really it's really written in such a way to prompt for the person that has experienced a loss Mm. to process through their journey because the Lord does give us an exchange of mourning to joy yeah but grief changes us yeah and it doesn't mean it's you know it's gonna be sunshine and roses every day. I mean, roses have thorns. They do. It does mean though that there's a sweet fragrance to how the Lord brings it. And if we if we're willing to visit it, he's gonna honor mm. who he is. Yeah. And, and he does every time. So, you know, my books are not, you know, sunshine and everything, but um, I do have a, the, my next book is going to be, is a children's book. Wow. I've written it together with my daughter. Um, it has yet to be illustrated. That's, a, I've never done a children's book before. Yeah. So I've done a book for business. I've done um, the grief processing book, and I've done a resource for churches as well. And so I have, had it finished for a while. Again, the illustration part, it's a new animal for me. So um, I'm really wanting to incorporate new talent. Yeah. And really new talent that maybe not, doesn't quite have the confidence to do it on their own. Because mm. I want to create leverage. I mean, I, I believe that the Lord's given me a platform to serve others. It's not yeah. for me, it's not mine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm willing to take, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to vocalize wherever He opens the door. Mm-hmm. you know, podcast, whatever, but it's not about me. It's never yeah. about me. Mm. It's about the listener. Mm. And I just, I want to leverage somebody up because yeah. there was a time somebody spoke life into me. And that was not long after I gave my my life to the Lord. Um, I was eight years old. Wow. And my second grade teacher, oh my goodness, what a life changer. Um, she told me, she goes, I'm going to believe in you. Until you believe in yourself, and when you start believing in yourself, I'm going to believe in you even more. Mm. She goes, and no, mm. I'll never stop praying for you. Wow, um, she's close to ninety now. I just saw her a few months ago. Whoa. She's still praying for me. Oh, Hallelujah! God. I love it. Oh, I love it.
0: Lord, how sweet! How precious is that? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh. Yeah. So, what is your advice to someone who feels like maybe God is wasting a hurt for them? What, does that, what would you think the first steps would look like to confronting that and to moving forward? What I encourage
1: people to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: is I ask them to take a deep breath. Just I want you to consider how holding on to the hurt is actually working right now. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: And yeah.
1: And is there a possibility that if the surrender mm-hmm. is different and better, that you can muster the courage, but know that you're not going to walk alone. A, I'm willing to walk with you. And if I'm not the right one, I'm willing to connect you to who is Mm -hmm. because we're not put on this planet to walk alone. Yeah. And that's really the encouragement because here's the thing, God wired us as answer begging people. Okay. So questions beg an answer within us when a question is asked. Mm -hmm. If I set it up as a question, the Holy Spirit's going to do everything he can because even the word says ask, Mm. seek and knock. I don't have to provide the answers. All I have to do is ask a strategic question.
0: How's it working for you? Yeah.
1: Because it could be a lot better.
0: Yeah, and I guarantee, at least for me, as soon as you said that, I was like, well, now I feel stupid. Like, I know exactly what, I know it's not working for me, you know? I mean, that's the first step is, you know, if you feel like God's wasting something within you, then you know it's not working. And I mean, and there's only, there's only one way to go from there. And that's beautiful. I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm so encouraged by everything you say. Mm -hmm. You, you, you incline me to want to love the Lord more,
1: you know? And I think
0: that's a really cool attribute of people is like people that make you want to press into the Lord further, Um, Versus people who scare you. So I think you're incredible. (laughs) And this has been really, really sweet talking to you. Do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off? I want to say that
1: you encourage (laughs) me. Iron sharper and iron's just like the countenance of one of God's children is supposed to lift the others. And so, you know, from the day that I met you, I mean, the Holy Spirit was very clear lock and load, pray for this young lady. Mm. Kingdom work is coming out of her. And here we are. So, you know, let, let me just say to you, thank you. But also to the listeners, um, don't ever doubt that God can't use you because yeah. he's going to use you in ways that you can't just can't even imagine. Mm. So,
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. You're one of my very favorite people in the world Aww. and it's been such an honor to have you on today. Thanks, Grace. Thank you. <laughs>